Hey guys, I'm Megan Smiley and this is The Escape Plan. For those of you who've followed the rules and worked really hard to climb the ladder, but you're looking around thinking, is this it? This is my life? I hear you. You want more. You want freedom, fulfillment, purpose. But you don't see how that's going to happen in the traditional work world. You're entrepreneurship curious, but it seems daunting, risky, and probably unrealistic. But in this podcast, I'm going to help you see just how possible it is to build a business and by extension, the life that you'll genuinely love waking up to every morning. Hey guys. I'm Megan Smiley, and I help lawyers and other professionals ditch the grind and build hard-centered businesses. And today, I want to talk to you about how this is not at all what I would have guessed I would be doing. So let me back up. I think there are at least two kinds of entrepreneurs. Type one are those just born-to-be-in-business kind of people. And type two are the accidental entrepreneurs. And I am definitely the latter. I have this sort of very long standing story in my head about how I am not the entrepreneurial type. Because when I was a kid, my brother made it abundantly clear that he was. And he was a type one entrepreneur. Like when it would snow, he'd be the first running down to the school at the end of the block to create the sledding path down the stairs. And so by the time the rest of us kids showed up, he'd be charging a dollar to use it. (laughs) And no, did I get a break because I was his sister? No, no, no. I think maybe I had some kind of referral program where if I brought enough friends, I would get a free ride or something. Like he was eight at the time, I think. It was just wild. And then when I was in middle school, I got into making these friendship bracelets. I don't know if people know what that is. It was sort of big in the 80s and 90s. Um, So my brother, I don't know, somehow mentioned to one of his little fourth grade classmates that I was doing this and she wanted one. So type one entrepreneur brain, he's like, cool, um, that'll be a dollar. But then he only paid me 25 cents. And thus began my sweatshop experience. Because <laughs> um, he's like, all these little girls were wanting the bracelets. He'd be like, Megan, I need another one, need another one. So I'd be at home after school, like desperately trying to fill these orders, making like no money. And my brother was living high on the hog. And at some point, I just was like, this is too much. This is like too stressful and it's too much. And I, and I, and I quit, um, much to my brother's chagrin because, you know working out splendidly for him. (laughs) So to absolutely nobody's surprise, my brother ended up at business school and after stints in finance and startups, he's now opened a successful restaurant with his wife, uh, Radish Kitchen in Nashville for anyone there. Check it out. It's awesome. But yeah, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. All of that makes sense for him. Me, on the other hand, I don't think anyone, including myself, would have thought I would end up as an entrepreneur. And really, I only considered it as a last resort when I realized that no job was going to allow me the level of freedom and creativity and purpose that I craved. And I mean, 
when I say last resort, I really do mean sort of last resort. Like I, first of all, had left the practice of law and gone into another career that I thought was going to be quote unquote it. And when I realized that wasn't it, I started looking at all of the sort of natural next step jobs and thinking about even other, you know, positions in other industries, just regular jobs. But somehow nothing was clicking. And when I circled back and was starting to look at like sort of admin jobs, whether it's sort of professional development or events at law firms, I was like, oh, good God, I have lost the plot. The last thing I want to do is end up in a job at a law firm again, even if it's not as a lawyer. So it was sort of at that point when I just realized something about this game just doesn't work for me. I don't want any of these jobs. I'm not going to feel like I have the flexibility and I don't care, basically. And so it was really a lifestyle and purpose-driven decision for me, not at all some sort of innate entrepreneurial gene that led me down this road. And that very much informed the kind of entrepreneur I've become. You know, I'm not about buying low and selling high, and I'm not about building the next Silicon Valley unicorn. I want to do what I enjoy, feel like it's making impact I'm proud of, and have a lot of freedom and flexibility in my life. So, you know, type two accidental entrepreneur. Um, there, you guys know how I love a good personality test. Um, and there's one called the wealth dynamics test. It's basically about sort of, you know, how you show up to make money and what's sort of your natural way of showing up. And I think there are certain categories of this that we associate with entrepreneurship when we sort of picture it in our minds. So, and I'm not an expert in this, so take everything I say with a certain grain of salt, but I think it puts into perspective that there are different ways to go about this. Um, so one type is sort of the accumulator. They're really about sort of investing and, and accumulating wealth. Then there's the trader. That's the, you know, buy, hell, buy low, sell high, kind of playing the game of, of sort of arbitrage. Um, there's a mechanic that is just really good at execution and details and all of the little nitty gritty. And I think of that as kind of like operations. Um, and I think those tend to be the ones that we can imagine, you know, entrepreneurs having at the high, you know, scoring high on. Um, and then over on the side where I scored, <laughs> it's uh, there's a star that's sort of you show up and communicate and are sort of, you know, someone that coalesces opinion, supporter, you support other people and doing what they want to do and creator, creating things. Um, and, you know, those, I think, are a lot of us accidental entrepreneurs, and it doesn't necessarily look like what we thought it would look like. Um, but somehow these things just, you know, maybe they don't tell me something new, but I love these kind of tests and, and sort of personality assessments because in some ways they validate what my experience is or what anyone's experience is and they they kind of give us a new lens on ourselves um, so that you know we see we're not alone and we're not crazy and there are 
different ways that people function. And none of that means that you're bad at anything, including entrepreneurship. So all of that is to say, if any of this feels like you, if you identify with any of this, don't count yourself out for entrepreneurship. There are a lot of ways to be an entrepreneur and structure a business. And there are a lot of different strengths that you can lean on to do that. And getting here little by accident doesn't mean that you don't have what it takes to be successful. And believe me, like, I get it. I told myself that story for years. It just, it, I didn't even like open up the possibility in my head because I was like, my brother is an entrepreneur and I am not done and done. So don't fall into that trap like I did for so long. But I know for those of us who took this pretty traditional professional route, it can somehow feel like we're not built for it. But I promise you there is a way to build it around you, to work for you, and to play on your strengths. So if you want to learn more about my framework for how I I did this and how I teach other people to do this, um, check out my private podcast, Daydreams to Designs. I will link it in the show notes. And yeah, get in touch, guys. Let me know if any of this resonated, if you feel like you are also an accidental entrepreneur. Um, There are probably quite a few type ones out there that got derailed too, but that'll be for another episode. All right, guys, have a good one.